Oh, hey, friends. Welcome to episode number 30 of the Bender Blend podcast. I am your host, Jordan Bender. This was a uh, cool episode. We got Eamon Winkle in as our guest, and uh, he was an awesome dude to talk to. Uh, he's a great artist. We brought him up on the podcast before. Um, he draws a lot of cool shit. Um, definitely follow him on his Instagram page. It's at Eamon Winkle, and it's, his name is spelled E-A-M-O-N-W-I-N-K-L-E. Anyways, it was a lot of fun. We had a good chat with him, um, talking about the struggles of staying motivated. Um, he's got a great hashtag, just keep drawing, you know, so it was a great chat, and uh, I thank the rest of the crew for being there with us, and I hope you guys enjoy. Stay motivated. Do something creative. Cheers, everybody. Oh my, oh my. That one had some sizzle on it. Very good. Uh, official sound. And Henry, thanks for coming back. So Monday, you'll you'll hear Mondays. Um, Clint took over and his, we had a little uh, miscommunication. It didn't start right. But, oh, really? Yeah. Welcome. Hey, by the way, guys, welcome. Episode 30. 30. Of the Bender Blend. Dirty, 30. Uh, very fitting. We have a very special guest with us, Eamon Winkle. Thank you for finally joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, I'm excited to talk to you about all kinds of stuff. I got some notes, but otherwise we're just going to kind of free for all, you know? Let's do it. Um, Let's get started with when did you start drawing, I guess? that. That's kind of my first question because I know it's been a long time for you. Well, well for the, the listeners who don't know yeah. Eamon, uh, just <laughs> kind of explain or give a little brief overview of what you do. Yeah, so uh, I like to think of myself as an artist. It's, it's <laughs> Bullshit, Eamon. You are, <laughs> you are very much uh, an artist. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been drawing. I, I hate to say, like, oh, I've been drawing my whole life, but, like, it's your I, whole life. I mean, yeah, yeah. so um, I like to think, you know, I've been doing well or like getting better at it the last like two or three years like I've really hunkered down and like started practicing more um but yeah it's just always kind of been the fallback of like doodling in class like when I should be studying or taking notes and uh (laughs) somebody at one point was like oh you should go to school for this and I was like yeah oh okay I probably should (laughs) I probably should because I don't know how to do anything else and uh went to school for it and got a fancy piece of paper with my name on it. You did. Where did you go to school? I, UCLA, right? I, think I, I did. Saw. I did Cuesta first okay. and then transferred over to UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, Smarty pants. I'm still waiting for them to give me the phone call saying like, hey, there was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted Damon Winkle. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so far, so good. They did butcher my name on graduation. Oh no! Yeah, like what did they just. Say? Um, I, I had hey, and it was even worse than that. I had stress dreams about it. Ooh. like after or before? Befo- yes. Both. Um, <laughs> no, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, I was the first person to walk, and they made us fill out little cards to, you know, say what our names were. So I wrote my name phonetically and showed it to like ten different people. Like, how do you say my name? Yeah, and. Uh, we all lined up. I'm the first person there, and the guy's like, Edmund Winkle. And I'm just like, oh, oh no. Dude. <laughs> oh, 
And I was like, huh. do I just stand here until they get it right? Or do I go? That would have been the biggest power move the, ever. It's just like, nope. And I and I thought continue. about it, but my friend Alex behind me, she's like, it's not that big a deal. I was like, your name's Alex. Like, you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just walked across the stage, shook the guy's hand, and was like, I had your class, dude. And like, yeah. Come on. Yeah, man. like, we, we did this before. Get it together. But, I'm not bitter. It's a great school. I, I support it all the time. I yeah. don't dodge their calls when they ask for money. Mm-hmm. Um, you but, just tell them no to their face. I just, well, because they, again, they always call and say, hey, is this Eamon Winkle? I'm like, it's not. <laughs> so, but hey, if, if, you know, if somebody calls and gets it right, I will probably give them money for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I guess a little follow-up too was was your education in that for for what you wanted to do was it fulfilling or do you feel like it was like a good platform to have that it i mean it it gave me a broad sense of like different skills which helped me like later on Mm -hmm. um and just kind of a, a appreciation for just kind of all forms of art but it also helped me decide like I don't want to do gallery work. Right. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, it just, it, it made me feel like, you know, the fine art mm-hmm. isn't for me. So I'm going to do something that I enjoy, which yeah. was more like comic book stuff. Yeah. So awesome. That's good. Cause we, we had an episode where we, maybe you listened to it. We talked about our, our education. Yeah. And it was like, man, you know, sometimes it's, it's I all I guess how I would I walked away thinking and like well it's never not valuable you end up learning something maybe it's you learn like I definitely don't want to do that <laughs> right. I want to go that direction but um, yeah because that's interesting man I just looking at going through your Instagram and just um, you've got a lot of skill and I and it's clear that you've worked on it but it's also like you've definitely had it seems like you've had a natural ability for it or like I guess my next question would be. What what made you get into drawing? Like, do you remember if there was a moment of like you saw a design or a character or something? Um, I mean, it, it really does just come back to like I grew up in the early '90s when yeah. superhero cartoons were just yeah. they were on all the time, and so the yeah. Batman animated series, oh. right? Spider Man and, and X Men and all those like that was my Saturday morning, Saturday night, mm. Monday through Tuesday. <clears throat> yeah. um, and so, like, watching those, I would then, like, try to draw myself, like, in crude crayon. And then um, uh, I come from, like, an artistic family. Like, my mom and dad were both oh, okay. deep into that. And so yeah. my sister also did it. And so it just kind of felt natural to, like, give it a shot. Yeah. Um, and it's just continued since then. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, I guess I always, like, wonder, too. Mostly because I'm projecting. I'm like, ah, oh, when am I going to have that spark of like, this is what I was meant to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting for that spark too. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Based there's, still, on... there's some days I wake up and I'm like, should I have like done math instead or like engineering? <laughs> no and way. Then, and then I like begrudgingly go to my desk and I'm like, no, this is fine. This will, this will work. This will work. Yeah. I'm sure that's that's just a comforting fact to anybody who has seen Eamon's Instagram and has struggled in their own art because sometimes you what you're best at or, or what even other people think you're best at sometimes you're like 
I I am I worth like is mm-hmm. this worth it? Am I actually worthy of doing this? I'm not I'm not sure. So that's mm-hmm. I mean that's it's super tough to to try to turn your passion and your like what you think you're good at into a career. Right. That's Especially as an artist in such a what is a left-brained world or right-brained world? That's a little more engineering. It <laughs> sounds like a right brain question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I always get just for the listeners. Up. I'm flicking Bender off. You're right flicking now. Off. <laughs> Thanks for that. It feels good. Um, no, but you know what I mean. Yes, Bender. I do. I do know what you mean. I'm not, <laughs> sorry. I'm just, Jesus. Just trying to get under your skin. It works. Sassy. Um, <laughs> just towards you, Gabby. Um, well, that's. Um, because we've had uh, the dude that designed the logo, Josh Diaz, is an artist as well. And we kind of talked with him about, you know, that it's kind of always been there. And <clears throat> my next question is, did you get, because I go back and forth. What was your first comic book inspiration was it dc marvel was it batman was it yeah it was it was batman, it was batman. i mean like yeah it's uh the animated series from like the early 90s like that was my it's first so step into it and like i think those were like some of the first toys like my parents bought me and uh so through that my cousin skylar was like hey you should if you enjoy the show you should read the comics yeah and uh i think the first one i read was like it was a kelly jones was the artist yeah, I, I wrote him down because I saw one of your posts that he was kind of one of your biggest inspirations. Yeah, he was the he was the first book I read. Okay. It was, um, I think it was uh, Red Rain where like Batman fights Dracula. And yeah. I had to read it like in secret at my cousin's house because it was like super gory. And yeah. My mom would not have approved of that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, and then just from there it was like that got me into all those other kind of characters. Yeah. Well, and, and going from somebody who, like, also grew up on animation and cartoons first, like, realizing that style shift between something so, like, what we're used to in movies to where comic books, you're looking at a frame broken up into so many, like, squares and the mathematics that go into that and the artistry of creating a page. Right. That's a, that's a huge thing all on its own that's, I think underrated when you talk about comics it's not just the story and the artistry of each individual little frame it's page design that it kind of takes on a life of its own no it's true i mean the the whole like sequential art like going from panel to panel to tell the story it's not it's not easy i mean like they i've tried like script work where it says like this panel should have this and to do it where like the story actually flows is it's crazy. Like it, it takes so much effort into it. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's like it's like a more um, like detailed storyboarding almost. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I get, and that's something I've never. You never really think about it as a like if you're reading a comic book or a gra- or a graphic novel. There's a lot of. I I call them both. <laughs> I uh, I think I call them a graphic novel if it's longer than like. 30 pages or something but yeah i'm not sure i have never known the actual difference i i and correct <laughs> me if i'm wrong I, I always thought that a graphic novel was um usually was a series of comics put into one book so <clears throat> it's it's like a one complete story yeah. or if 
it, I'm sure there's a page count or something. That, but that makes also. sense. I actually don't, and I should know, but it's like, people are like, do you like comic books? I'm like, yeah. Graphic novels too? Sure. They're all, <laughs> to me, they're almost the same, but like reading them and I, and you can tell when it's, I guess sometimes I've read some where it's not done. Maybe it's not, maybe it's just me, but you can tell it's like that wasn't mapped out well. Like it's, it make you look at one page and you're like, wait, I should be following this, and that's like the panel layout. And I'm like, man, that that takes a lot of work to make it seamless of like follow this and follow how your eyes work. And, right. You know, and that it's like that's a lot of work, and I know that takes a lot, a lot of people to contribute, but. Um, um, if yeah. you if you look at Watchmen, um, yeah. that book is mm-hmm. insane. At what is it, the nine panel? Nine grid, yeah. Yeah, nine grid, <laughs> where it's so consistent throughout that book, and yet they use it in so many different ways. It is fascinating to like just break down their panel <laughs> format in that in that book. It's really cool. There's um, uh, the main artist behind it is is Dave Baker, um, but he and a bunch of friends did, they studied Watchmen and they each broke down, I think it's like 12 chapters or whatever. And each one took a chapter, but they only did like 15 minutes a page or something like, or an hour a page. And so it was just like this really, like they tried to break it down to like just the bare basics. Yeah. And then they all put it together and just made what they called shitty Watchmen. Oh, so it's it's, a date bigger who did shitty Dark Knight. They then did, yeah, and so then they 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 liked that so much, and awesome. they sold so many that they then did it again with Dark Knight Returns and made <coughs> shitty Dark Knight Returns. So it's yeah. just a very like condensed. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool, man. That's and um, yeah, it's it's that's a whole world that I have no idea about, and that's part of why I wanted John here too, is just because I know you've. And I'm not sure how it works. Do you, if you go and you say I want a pen for this or that comic, do you have to present them a portfolio? Do you show them like, hey, I've got this skill set, and I know. I'm still figuring that out. Yeah. I mean, the first time, uh, I'm still also trying to figure out like who do you talk to right. in these situations because there is no like yeah. job application that you're like, hey, I want right. to be an artist for you guys. Right. Um, so I think a majority of it these days is you go to conventions and you just meet people, you go to the artist alley and talk to people. But, uh, they also have like portfolio reviews there. Okay. The first time I did that, I just, I brought everything I had and I was like, just tell me what I'm good at, where I should go. And he was, uh, he was saying that my pencil work was really strong and like, that's where your focus should be. Hmm. Um, and so I really worked on like my pencils and then, figured like, well, in the meantime, I should also work on my inks just to yeah. get an idea and just be able to have like completed drawings. And, um, but yeah, it, it was very helpful just to get like that, like direction at least of right. where to go. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough world. Cause I mean, there's in like most creative careers, I mean, there's no set yeah. guideline of like, here's how to get a job. Here's the steps you have to take. Um, I forget who it was, but somebody equated it to, uh, the comic industry is a building with no doors or windows and everybody like is trying to get in. And if somebody figures out their own way in, they close that they, off. Yeah, and so tell nobody else can do it that way. Yeah. Um, mm. that's brutal. That yeah. sucks. I mean, like it was like 
you know, 20 years ago, some, there's stories of people who just go up to like Jim Lee at a convention and like, Hey, yeah. can I have a job? And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and now like, like now, now, now I can't do that. And yeah. so somebody already bummer. Did. Um, for, for listeners and people, I, I've, I've delved a little bit. I've only colored for a couple pages in something. Um, but, uh, how like the penciling and inking I think is is a really interesting process because a lot of people think that the lines that are drawn on the final product were just that was the first line drawn no and yeah yeah, so I I would maybe delve a little bit into like the process of drawing something yeah for comic books so I think that's important yeah a lot of people like I'm teaching a class right now they were the same way they just thought like one artist did the whole thing start to finish mm-hmm. um but usually it is like a creative team where you have like the writer who does the whole story and the layout then you have the penciler who really gives it like the structure of the story and all the detail work yeah and then you have the inker go in finalize and give it like those bold black and white inks and shadows and then finally you have like the color artist who gives it its color and like yeah, the, the different the life a little right bit of the, like oh there's the pop yeah and then you even have mm-hmm. um the guy who does like the lettering yeah like, that's a job yeah and so huh. it's just every little thing in there it's that's a career that somebody does like that's what somebody does it's just dotting i's and crossing t's at some yeah. point that's interesting i mean that's yeah, how the <laughs> it'd be nice if someone would just be like, yeah, just here's your form you fill out, and we'll pick the best for the job. Yeah. Sounds like it's kind of a doggy dog a little bit of just like you find a way to get in and then just stay in. Right. Um, which is unfortunate because it's man, I based on all everything I've seen you do, it's like man, you should be somebody should hire you. Damn it, <laughs> damn it. Hey, listeners, if you know some way, get a hold of us. And let Eamon know. <laughs> I mean, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. I'm, I'll work cheap. <laughs> yeah, and I think a part of it is the same thing in the film industry where it's it's about who you know because I think anybody that can see your work that can is looking at other people's work online, it's hard to discern who you can actually work well with and who, right. who you can talk to about your vision and have them come up with something. So we just have to do a, a networking like mission basically yeah. and, and go out and get you in the room with people so that they can be like oh I got a really good vibe from, from him like <clears> I want to <throat> work on a little project so I think that's the way to break into most things is like if you actually connect with that person and you feel like you're like oh I could act, I would work long hours with this person yeah. <laughs> then it, it it clicks way more than just being like I'm going to discern whose art is perfect for my story without ever having met them. <laughs> right. And that's, and I kind of get that sometimes like through, uh, commissions, just like people emailing me saying like, Hey, can you work on this project? Mm-hmm. Um, cause it will just be like, I don't know who this person is. It's just a, yeah. a text on a computer screen. And, uh, there's, there's been some weird ones. That yeah. I'd be like, I can imagine. Uh, yeah. Can't do it. Yeah, that's, man, well, good for it. The other thing that always inspires me, too, as well as, like, just seeing my friends and people I don't know yet or just doing work is you always say, keep drawing. Yeah. Hashtag I mean, keep drawing. It's like, end, man, that's awesome. At the end awesome. of the day, like, whatever you enjoy doing, you just yeah. got to keep at it. That's yeah. how you get better. And Yeah. No, I, and I, <laughs> more people need to 
follow that mantra of just like yeah keep it like you know audrey's been drawing up a storm and um i say yeah. i will but i'm like man i draw i like drawing but it's not my main like it, it's not my main draw Audrey had made mention that she was going to stay quiet this episode. I'm not going to let that happen. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's the lab. Okay, now we know Audrey's here. We know Gabby's here. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, like you, you're doing some awesome stuff right Thank now, you. and especially some yeah. conceptual stuff leading into possibly a graphic novel or even like some sort of story with these characters that you've made. And so I think it would be sweet for you guys to. Chat it yeah. well, and yeah. the other, and Eamon, I'll be honest, the other reason I, big reason I wanted you on here is to be, come part of the, like, little network we're building of creative people. Yeah, yeah. Not new, you're welcome to the cult. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded weird. I, I phrased that weird, but it's really, like, because that's the thing is, like, I see your talent, and I'm like, man, somebody needs it. Like, we got to get that guy some more, like, recognition, whatever it takes, and that's kind of the goal of, like, Let's get everybody talk because who knows who hears this and they're like, oh, I might know somebody. And I actually just off the top of my head, I don't know why I didn't think of this, but it'd be a call to my brother. Um, <clears throat> and there's our friend. I don't. I, I assume they're still in touch. Um, Jeremy De La Garza. I think he works for Marvel. Oh, nice comics drawing. Now that's something. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not gonna say that 100, but I know like that was his pursuit about. When we when I met him at like, man, I was young. I was that was like ten years ago, but he was in the process of kind of what you've been doing of just like, he's like I just draw, I just draw every day, and I come up with like okay I gotta get this character down, you know let's work on this character, hmm. and he's like every day is a challenge of, um, poses. Oh shit, I should probably know how to do some poses yeah. and some action and some turns, and I was like man that's a lot of work and. That's the, I, I guess, like, what do you, like, on a day-to-day basis, do you have a task that you give yourself for, like, or a, or a character that you want to try and work on or, a, a, you know, a profile or certain lines that... Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of is based around what drawing I'm doing at the time. Yeah. Um, I don't usually go into it with, like, the intention of, like, hey, I'm going to teach myself how to draw hands really well Mm -hmm. but it'll just be like hey i'm drawing this character so i should probably attempt to do like some sort of like hands that i i haven't tried before like fists from like a perspective where it's coming at you or something um or yeah like try a pose that's like a little bit more dynamic than something i've done before um but it's never like this is the lesson plan for the day and i need to really try at it it's normally just like this is the subject i want to do yeah and we'll see how it goes yeah that four seems attempts little, later i'm i'm okay with it right that seems a little more like the natural process because <clears throat> it seems like you're very disciplined and that's why i wondered i was like i wonder if you have a task like a, but it seems like you're pretty disciplined at no, <laughs> you say no. <laughs> no. My, my desk is a complete mess. There's papers all around. No. Um, usually I have like a set schedule of like, hey, I need to have this drawing done. And then five days later, I'm like, I still need to have that drawing done. And mm. these two that I've come up with while I've been doing it. Yeah. So 
Audrey's nodding in approval mm-hmm. and agreeing. That sounds about right. <laughs> I'll get like halfway through a drawing and be like, oh, this is a good idea and start doing mm-hmm. that one. And then yeah. like a mm-hmm. week later, look back and be like, that was a good idea too. I should probably finish that. <laughs> and then half a year later, I'm still working on it. That's <laughs> yeah, the nature of the, the beast, I think. it's. I do that shit with painting projects or little like song shit or whatever anything like a year later I'm like why didn't I finish that Ah, it's just how it goes sometimes you get momentum on one thing and it's like I can't I don't have time for that and that's okay like I think we have to allow that for ourselves yeah it stops you from like getting burnt out on it right exactly exactly well I'm using like even though that like inspiration and momentum are such different things. Like you can create momentum on a project that you just need to fucking grind out and work on. But those, those projects that you had inspiration for, and then you get to a point where you stop knowing when to return to that, where you have the kind of the drive to carry through that inspiration, as opposed to just being like, I'm going to work this thing till it's done. You can make momentum being like, all right, I'm going to work on this a little bit every day and get it. When you have a piece that has that inspiration, it's kind of important to take the time to be like, when I'm, when I'm getting ready and when I have something for this, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. I know. I think we can all relate to that. Um, So, and this could be, it could be open-ended or however you want to answer, but. We did an episode, the superpower episode. I don't know if you got to listen to that one. But, I don't know if I've gotten to that one. Um, we went around the table and, and I asked everybody, I was like, what superpower would you have? And it became a, I asked it like at the end of one episode and it was like, oh shit, this is going to have to be a whole episode. But um, not to put you on the spot, but it's like, it's, I don't know, it's, I'm sure it's something you've thought about. And I was like, what would be, what would be your superpower if you could choose or... I guess we could make it easier. What superhero would you, what type would you be? Would you be a Tony Stark, uh, Bruce Wayne type? So you don't have any like imbued crazy something. You just have resources and a brilliant mind. Or are you like a Doctor Strange? Like you fall into the mystic arts? Do you... I think I think it'd be fine doing like the Tony Stark, Bruce Wayne. Because mm-hmm. then I'm just, well, in that case, you'd just be... Jeff Bezos, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Um, <laughs> and that doesn't that doesn't sound too bad. No. Yeah. And, but and and funny enough about that type of that archetype of superhero is you're the one closest to understanding humanity. Correct. Like you have the stakes like it, like in you mm-hmm. because you know what it's like to be human where yeah. all these other people don't have they can't relate in the same way yeah <clears throat> viper is on a hot one today People panther on the table <laughs> he's done this before but luckily you're here henry he, he respects you <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it was one of those it's a fun question and i think henry we broke it down to like realistically because some people always say like oh so like flight and it's like okay but what did you say? You're like so, you can only fly. So you. So my whole thing was <laughs> was going into if you had one superpower. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, and mine, mine was uh, event because I always want to do the time stop. But what Gabby, Gabby held me to it. And it's like oh, so you you can stop time, but like, 
can you restart it? And so mine was mine eventually became holding time. So you can use all of your energy to hold time in place, and if you let go, then it will continue. Like like tensing a muscle. Yeah. Like pause. Okay. Like hitting pause. Yeah, but you have to hold it there, oh. and then once you release it, time uh, will continue. Yeah. Um, so like flight, it's like yeah, are you are you doing the jumping gliding thing, and then you don't have super strength, so when you land, your legs are going to go through you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're going fast enough. Yeah. Or like, would your bones be hollow? Like, if you could fly? Yeah. So, like, so what would? And so this was all in because we we did two sections. We did yeah. like normal superpower, like where it's just you are a superhero, and one where it's you have one superpower in your day to day life, in your life, right? Not just in the like theoretical universe, but in your life right now. What would be a superpower that you would have? So you like took the fun out of all. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, very that's much. Exactly. So. Yeah, that's but that's exactly but it's also it. like why superhero teams exist is that you have strengths and weaknesses that are like picked up by all these people so that they can like accomplish something together. Yeah, but, yeah. What did we call ourselves? The oh, we were the inconceivable. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. In here, oh yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a fun episode. It, because, yeah, we, you can get really in-depth. And then, of course, we always play... And then I was like, well, let's play the fun the fun game of screw actual reality. Like, what would you pick in a world that you could have a superpower that's, like, no... Con- you know, that your consequences are... You know, they're they're there, but it's not what we... What he just broke down, like... <laughs> and I think I, I, think I wrote uh, shape-shifting or... Yeah, that one was super cool. Because I was like, yeah, it'd be sweet to be able to turn into anything. Yeah, I I think, like, if it was those kind of uh, parameters, I would probably say anything I could draw. Like, I could turn into anything. Oh, Oh, that is badass. Yeah. That's almost like a Green Lantern-esque kind of, like, your your pen, you have a sweet pen that's, like, maybe that's your superpowers, your pen. The only, I thought about (laughs) it, like, the other day, um... And I was like, yeah, but the only problem is, like, I take a long time to draw. <laughs> so it'd be like, oh, there's a building on fire. And then, like, two weeks later, like, I turn into whatever I need. At the same time, that's such a sweet idea for a character that, com- like, carries his, like, uh, sketchbook with him. So, like, you can, like, flip through things really quickly and, like, pull out a drawing right. and manifest it. But if you need something new and specific, you're like... <laughs> You have to you have to make it correct enough that when you <laughs> manifest it, it works. Well, yeah, yeah, you get really good at drawing simple things of like, oh, I need a tire iron, <laughs> you know, or I need a fire hose. Good. Yeah, that it, that's it a, would that's be a, a cool idea. That would be a fun yeah. superhero too. It's like Chalk Zone, but a superhero. Oh God, I forgot about that show. Yeah, I think that's the most awesome. creative. Uh, I think it was a tweet somebody wrote, and it was like, uh, if I could have any power, it would be the power to, like, replenish or fill up anything. Ooh. So it's like, bank accounts low. Replenished. Replenished. Hmm. Coffee's out. Replenished. Yeah. Replenished to what? For a bank account, it's like, what did you have? Is it replenished to whatever you had before? <laughs> it was zero. Because <laughs> if you're like, ten bucks, replenished. <laughs> Damn it. That doesn't <laughs> But no, that's a cool idea too. Like, and that's where my asshole brain says, "Well, what about realistically?" It's like it's a 
Chris Hardwick has the whole thing. It's a fucking superhero movie. <laughs> but of course they're going to do that. But at the same time, even Superman has limits. Like, the the most OP fucking character ever, like, has limits in his thing. So I think, honestly, yeah. like, yeah, re- replenishing <laughs> until, like, That's pretty awesome. its previous full state. Yeah. So if you, like, blew a bunch of cash and you replenished, it would be right back to where it was. pretty neat. I could use that. Yeah, because if you made a half a pot of coffee and you poured it out and you replenished it, it wouldn't be a full pot of coffee. It'd just be a half because you made a half pot. Gambling would have no consequences. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. You just go to Vegas and just like, it'd be a redo button. That's right. You get, I feel like you'd probably get bored. Like. And kicked out. (laughs) And kicked out. And rich. Rich. There's that. You're like, you can kick me out. I already made my money. (laughs) Um, I, I own this casino now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, do you have any like, do you have any daily motivations? That, do you see other people's art? Does that motivate you? Do you ever? Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm pretty sure I'm addicted to Instagram at this point because I, I just do too. the the I scroll am. and just yeah. see what other people are up to, and yeah. that's always cool just to see like both, like I guess amateur, mm-hmm. and then like people who are in the industry are like well-known artists doing their thing. So that's always yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> at, at, at some points I'm like, man, I go, I told Audrey, I was like, there's times when I'm just like 20 minutes later, I'm like, what just <laughs> I just went down to the Instagram wall. and it's always, it's always art shit too though. And, I, and it's, I'm a, I'm addicted to looking at some, and there's some badass people out there and you're one of them. I'm just like, okay, what else? Jeez, he's got, okay. And then I'm like, oh, and then I see somebody like that, another artist like yours. And I'm like, well, what's that all about? It's just a rabbit hole, man. You know, oh, yeah. And it's just like, oh, here we go. You just like quantum leap into other people's brains <laughs> for a little bit and you get to yeah. see what they're making. But it is inspirational. That is. Well, even just yeah. seeing like if you're scrolling through your feed and you see like Eddie Nunez's stuff of like super artistic, like street art style comic book heroes. And then Frank Cho comes up mm-hmm. and you see oh, yeah. like. These awesome, like, different styles of art, and they're still, like, in the same vein. It, Pinterest is good for that yeah. for me. Talk about falling down rabbit holes, because every if you select one, it'll have more like this. And mm-hmm. it used to kind of, the more like this used to kind of end. But for whatever reason, they just have this continual scroll, and I couldn't spend an hour on there. Yeah. Because you just Pinterest. keep hitting more like this, more like this, yeah. more like this, and it just, yeah, it goes from there. We should make a Bender Blend Pinterest. I think we've talked about this book <laughs> once before, but oh, yeah. like, just, <clears throat> You're right. just general inspiration and artists and fun stuff. And yeah. Because I love, I love making boards on Pinterest and just expanding different things, whether it's like architecture or artists or mm-hmm. whatever it is yeah it's pinterest is a great great tool to kind of give yourself lasting inspiration boards that you can continuously look back on and still expand no yeah matter what it is true yeah man it's it's a good resource and i i love that that's at our fingertips you know because back in the day back jeez I'm not, I'm not that old. Back, it's like, back in my day, it's like, yeah, we went out and, and I still love going to comic book shops. Like I still get, I, I could easily spend way too much money because I'm just like, yeah, I probably need that. Oh, I, I have that, but I should probably buy another copy because what if I lose my, what, if, what happens yeah. to the one copy? Like, holy shit. You know, but it's, you know, I still get the joy. And I think in this day and age, yeah, I'm glad we have digital. I love digital shit. But I also love holding a comic book and holding that, 
like I was just going through my collection. And I'm like, I have my display shit. I don't know why. I just have it out. Mostly it's all Batman. Like I have Broken Bat and Arkham Asylum. And then I have a really twisted one off to show you guys <clears throat> where Batman's kind of like, he's not a villain, but it's like he's terrifying. He's, he's not quite a vampire. It's weird. I'll have to show you guys. Maybe what's, you've seen it. What's but. the new one that, um, where Joker's the hero? When Joker saves Scott. Uh, uh, it's a white, white, white knight? knight? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. one looks terrifying and awesome where Batman truly becomes the villain because Joker like starts saving Gotham. Yeah, it's uh, it's really <laughs> well done. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. the, who's the artist behind it? It's uh, Sean Gordon Murphy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he like wrote it, it's kind of like interesting because we talked about like the whole creative team mm-hmm. uh he is the whole creative team he, oh like, really he, he, did he wrote the whole thing wow. and, like drew the whole thing and inked it i i think someone else colored it yeah but that was only because dc <laughs> wanted it to be colored he's like yeah <laughs> if it's black and white it's black and white right but that's so cool that's really cool <laughs> is that something you would like if you were to do you have your and obviously don't share if you don't want to but like do you have your own story and comic book character that you would not really i mean i'm i'm totally fine being like the workhorse doing somebody else's story um because i i don't think i could it's a lot of work i was gonna say is that and that's kind of part of that question is like are you good at story or is it more are you more the because i've got a story for you if you (laughs) 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 that's my subtle way to be like oh yeah I needed an artist and I can't draw for shit. So, but yeah, that's, well, that's, I think, what are we, were we talking about this? Playing to your strengths of just like, it's okay to play to your, you should be playing to your strengths. Like, yeah, it's okay to like go outside your comfort zone a little bit, but I think as a collaboration, it's like, that's the important part is like play to your strength. Like we need you to focus on this. Like that's it. You handle that. You see so many people though. Like if you see a movie written and directed by somebody, you're like, whoa, like directors for the most part can read a story and be like, okay, I know how to tell this, but very few people can write a story and then bring it to fruition through their own eyes and convince everyone around them that this is the way it should go. We're like parceling those things out and like giving people their own responsibilities and jobs is so important in larger art projects where if you get the right cohesive yeah. team, you can make something and, and bring it to life in a really good way without uh, phantom menacing it. Um, like, <laughs> I mean, that's so condescending. <laughs> like, but I'm, it's a great movie. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not not a great. <laughs> um, but it's like to to do that all by yourself is such yeah. a massive undertaking. And when you have worked on a team, you're like, oh, this is why. Like right. this is why the director isn't moving the lights around. It's because the grip people know how to secure shit better than he does. Like, there's a reason why that grip isn't doing what this person... Like, mm-hmm. everybody has their place and they're, they're excellent at their jobs. So when you give up some of your responsibility, sure, you are slightly giving away a little bit of creative license to those other people, but at the same time, it allows you to do your job really well. So it's it's this weird thing of like, all right, when are we at the right place that you can take on more than just yours, like your window? Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, that's important that, you know, and I've talked about it before, just the importance for me of working on something. I, I realize it's like, man, I need people to work with. Like, I can't do it all on my own. I can't, even if it's something like, and I've had, I've had paint projects where I like paint a cool little thing. I'm like, eh, it'd be kind of more fun if somebody has a little input or does something like, oh man, that's so cool. You added that much to it. I didn't even think it was there. And I'm, I became more open to the idea of collaboration. I'm like, yeah, it's for the way I operate. It's like, man, that's important, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, a little direction, like, definitely helps a lot sometimes. Um, like, I guess October is the... Inktober, Inktober, yeah. Inktober, yeah. Um, and so I know a lot of artists. Are you doing that as kind, well? I was kind of, sort of. Yeah. Um, I really tried. And yeah. I didn't realize, like, I think a lot of people use all of September to prepare for it. They don't just yeah. <laughs> yeah. show Seems up like it. October 1st and it's like, yeah, let's like, try it. Work, working illustrators are definitely like, no. like, oh, I'm going to participate in this crew because it, it'll gain me followers online. I'll be with these people so that it'll, it'll kind of like cement me in this field. Yeah. And so they do. Like, it's, I, I know very few people that actually just like it's a doodle a day for them I, I know maybe three people on instagram that it's like came up with this person like this little character today or like stuff like that but even then that feel like social media is such a polished thing that right. that could definitely those could all be later grams like mine started <laughs> out a doodle of the day and then once it, i wanted to work on bigger and bigger things it was like i'll start it tonight and then it'll be ready to finish in the morning and yeah. maybe maybe we'll see i uh, i had like a couple notes because i knew i wasn't gonna be able to do 31 days based on the prompts but i picked out like a few prompts like later like 20 plus and thinking like, okay, day 20, I'll definitely have something. Mm -hmm. And it was like day 25. I think I like finally was able to like, <laughs> okay, I did it. Yeah. That's one and done. But I, th I think that's the best part about Inktober is it is not something that like you're having to check every box and be like, well, I did every day. So I actually did Inktober. It's like, no, like <laughs> as long as you were drawing every day and you posted your progress and, and continued on, that's, that's the point is to spend an entire month just right. like showing how much work goes into and it. And it's not even like, you don't even have to necessarily post it. It's just, if you, if you drew every day, you, you participated. Yeah. Like sure. You might not have yeah. shown it to the world on the internet, but you still did it. That yeah. doesn't, yeah, that doesn't make it not exist. Right. Like just because it's not on the internet doesn't mean it, it doesn't happen. Henry. Picture yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Was Who's anybody going to know if you went to the gym if you don't post it? No yeah. days off, bro. No days off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Eamon, how do you go to the gym all the time? I, I, I don't like going to the gym because I feel like a piece of shit when I'm there. Um, <laughs> that doesn't go away. Yeah, okay, good. good. That's, that's good to know. Use that as motivation. Yeah, no, that's actually good motivation because I feel like a lot of times people get really discouraged. And I've seen, like, you, you're not ever an asshole about, like, but every time that's I see a post... That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> every time I see a post, it's like, Oh, I could, I should do this. I need to be healthier. And so what, where did that gym inspiration come from? Because I know you weren't, we, you weren't extremely athletic when we were in high school. No, together far from it. Like the farthest from that. Um, 
and honestly, it's the same mentality as drawing. It's just like you get into the rhythm of like, it's not work. I'm doing air quotes. Um, it's just, it's part of the day. Like that's, that's just like the morning routine is like, get up, eat breakfast, go do that. And then start the day, start drawing. Yeah. And so it's not like the chore of like, oh, I got to get up and go do that. And like, then I can go start my day. It's like, no, this is just how my day goes. That so being like, said, I did skip today cause I stayed up playing Red Dead last night. Oh, so, buddy. I, I I'm so jealous. <laughs> I was like, I hope he makes it to the podcast. I, I <laughs> planned around it. Um, that was, yeah. Cool. I appreciate it because I know it's hard. I was like, I've been playing the old one and I'm like, mm-hmm, the new one, eh? Yeah. And that, I mean, that alone too is like that art in that. Would you ever, how do you get into that? Fucking, is that more, I, obviously it's more of a computer. Um, you're going to work a hundred hour week. Yeah. As yeah it is. Okay. And then get uh, the company closed down. Yep. yep. Oh. Uh, yep. Um, I, yeah, I'm playing. I just hit uh, the the 24-hour mark on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, and I like I love that game, and it's so much fun because it feels so much more like Skyrim than any other Assassin's Creed game. You're literally like r- Skyriming up hills on your horse or just running. Up <laughs> it is it is so much fun, and yet the entire time I'm playing it, I'm like what level of human suffering like went into this game that I'm playing <laughs> I love it so much and I'm going to yeah. keep playing it but you like now and especially all the reviews for Red Dead just came out they're like this is the open world game maybe this for is people like, that don't know Red Dead Redemption 2 Red Dead Redemption 2 yeah it's a fantastic like it. everything about that game is very well polished and amazing, mm. but it had a big scandal where they were pushing their employees to work hundred hour weeks in crunch time. How's that possible? It's that's fucking. It up. shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. They really think it's not, it. and they found a way. Oh, and <laughs> and good. granted, they've done a bunch of interviews with people that were like, "Yeah, this is like uh, like leading up to the finale of the game. It wasn't a hundred hour week every week. Yeah, it, it was like the final stretch. Like they were just like, we got to get it done. And uh, and I think I understand that coming from like a, a more managerial perspective and just how massive an undertaking this game must have been. And yet it goes into like somebody says, well, doctors work these like like these hours. I'm like, yeah, well, they're doctors. Yeah. Like they're saving lives. <laughs> this is to make a game, but uh, but it's still a job and it's still a product and it's it's still something that's important. It is art at its highest form. I've always said this. Video games are the culmination of all art combined. Oh, yeah. um, but. I don't think it'll deteriorate deteriorate my enjoyment of the game. I just think it's something that will always be in the back of my mind now. Yeah, it I, it was because that happened like two weeks ago, and there were all these uh, like Twitter postings saying like, you know, well, let's boycott it, let's not buy it. And I was like, yeah, I'm. I want to buy it. I'm gonna buy it. Also, I'm gonna be angry about it. But you like if you don't buy it, then those people who work the yeah then then it's for nothing, and they they might be out of a job now after working that right, which happened uh, like a month ago. Telltale, Telltale, same thing. Uh, They worked like same just absurd hours, and then uh, that one didn't have a happy ending. They just walked into work and they were like, "Hey, we're not a company anymore." 
God. Yeah. Because uh, uh, what was it? Game of Thrones. Uh, their Game of Thrones game was a uh, failure, basically at the box office or whatever you call it. For <laughs> it's video a game. box office. Yeah, it's, I mean those it, were those were movies. movies. Um, yeah, and then uh, Batman didn't do as well as they needed it to. Um, Walking Dead was basically their only property that made money. And granted, that one was fantastic, and I'm uh, apparently it's getting saved through a different company for the final season, which I've put time, effort, and tears into the Walking Dead series as far as, like, who Clementine is to me and, like, the decisions I've made carrying through three seasons now. It's, like, the people that I've chosen to die or save in this game. And it's, it like, I remember waking up that morning on Twitter and just seeing, like, Telltale RIPs and being like, oh... Fuck me, like, I'm never going to get a conclusion on this thing that I care deeply about. But again, is that worth the the work that got put into it? Like, were they working people overtime just so that I could play a game? Is that worth it? But I care deeply about it, so it, well, I, like, I, I think it, it is. is but... well, and I, yeah, I mean, it is worth it to you, and it to it's not saying, like... Like oh they just made that and then now it's it's that's why they're making it for people to enjoy ultimately and yeah, yeah if some shitty shit went down and that sucks that sucks but it's not your fault that that shitty shit went down that's true they were making a game because they're like this is gonna be fucking rad for people uh, th- what do you want me to do sir no I don't want to do it but. I think that's a good point where the the <laughs> you know. guilt we feel shouldn't necessarily transfer over into the anger that we feel towards the people in management where it's you shouldn't feel guilty that you were a part of them putting people on overtime. Because I would have waited for the game longer. Right. Um, like, I've waited for Mr. Robot seasons, and Sam Esmail comes out and says, like, it's like, if you want me to come out with a season of this TV, of Mr. Robot every year, you can go fuck yourself. Like, it's going to come out when it comes out, mm-hmm. and it's going to be really good when it comes out. Like... I, I negotiated this in my contract for this specific reason, is that, like, I don't want to overwork people. I want to... Sam Raimi on Spider-Man 3. He got pushed into <laughs> making that script Poor in, like, guy. six months or the something. What? That one doesn't exist. Hey. It hey, does. Hey. Spider-Man Listen, 3. Bruce Campbell was going to be Mysterio that, in the fourth movie. I wasted cool. so many birthday wishes <laughs> on that, and I'll never get it. Um, it's, it's so sad. Well, yeah, yeah. that's, well, that's one of those things. I think in this day and age, it's, we want shit right away. And that's a problem. Like, we we forgot what it, what that, mm, the yumminess of waiting for something to come out. Like, I've been waiting for a lot of shit. And I'm like, I like that. It's, yeah, there's part of me, I'm like, fuck, can I just have it already? But no, it's like, no, it's good. Like, Dead Space 4. Mm-hmm. 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 I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> or it's like uh, the Game of Thrones books. Yeah. Right. I've made my peace with that. Yeah. I just have to acknowledge yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I'm it's okay. It's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. I mean, and that's <laughs> shit. There's that's why I love like that's why I, I like when I get into that frame of mind, I revisit shit. Um, <laughs> Lots of gesturing going on. 
You guys can't see it, but um, I can. Gabby, I'm pretty sure you start working in three minutes. <laughs> no, it's not working at five. Uh, at six. Uh, on the schedule, it says you're working at five. I'm working at five. All right. Well. I thought I was at six. Somebody's going to be there. That's fine. Um, <laughs> hey, listeners. Damn. Just a little insight um, to okay. our hectic okay. lives. Are you really going to go? Okay. Well, I'm not going to stay. <laughs> uh, you should. Fuck it. Um, if anybody else was working there other than our manager right now, uh, is that what's happening? I would I would say that she'd be fine to stay. Okay. Tell them it was my fault. No, no, that's not possible. Okay, sorry. Bye, Gabby. Bye. We love you. Love you guys too. Um, see, fucking time. There's never enough. There's, there's never either too enough much time, time or not enough time. Um, but my whole thing was like going like when I feel that. Like, ah, I can't, I'm getting impatient for shit. I'm like, go revisit some shit you love. Um, I loved the Old Man Logan comic series. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. And I've been, and part of my problem with comic books is I get way behind. Which is weird because they don't, I don't know how often they come out. I'm like so far out of it now. It's just like, there was a series called Lock and Key. That Joe okay. Hill <clears throat> was doing um, Stephen King's son, and then another dude, and it's like I have like the first four books, and then now it's like I, fuck, I'm way behind, and I can see where that for me it gets a little overwhelming of like keeping up with comic books. I'm like fuck, there's so many, because there's so many offshoots like the whole detective series from Batman. Mm-hmm. I've got a good number of them, but it's you read them and then you're like, wait, there's like six more that I oh shit like doesn't deter me i'm like i still want them that makes me want them more i'm like i need to own those so one day i can go just binge on it right and it's almost i mean luckily they figured out like there are people like that who it's like i don't know where to jump in right and so that's why they come out with like those big doorstopper volumes where it's just all the collected issues right um or if it's like a storyline where (laughs) it's like here just read this and you'll be caught up yeah That's yeah, and that's and I think I think a part of that comes from um, like for every saga book that I buy, every time I read a new book of saga, it is a comic book. Once you're done with it, it doesn't end. No, because it all of the pages are still there, and you're constantly just going back through to some of your favorite pages, so it it doesn't have that same kind of urgency in a lot of ways, other than on a cliffhanger when you have access to just buy that next book you don't like uh, there's no episode starting in five four three mm-hmm. like there isn't that that continuous thing and yet you still have this this thing to pour over and to really kind of delve into yeah and so that's where like i've bought books and sat on them for a bunch of time and we'll just leaf through them and eventually like Make it and be like, oh shit! There's like twelve more books that I have to get through. I need to like start buying books again to like yeah. continue the story. But it is something funny where it's a it's a vinyl. It's a like a piece of art you'd hang on your wall. You don't get it, it's never finished. You're gonna always take new things away from it. And I think that's one of the more powerful things about comic books is they're an everlasting episode that is constantly playing. Yeah, definitely. And that's, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination, a collector, but I have shit from when, 
you know, I have the Spider-Man from 1994. And I was like, it's it's not in good shape. But I'm like, I revisit it. I'm like, fuck. The writing and the art. I'm like, that was way ahead of its time. For 94, I look back and I'm like, I, at the time when I, I remember reading, I was 10. And I was like, I, did, I read it, you know, air quotes of just like, yeah, okay. But more of just the action is just like, yeah, fuck, whoa, cool. Dude, you look at the movies in yeah. 94 and you're like, these are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> the comic... hey, True Lies holds up. Yeah, True Lies holds up. I'll, I'll concede there. But a lot of those like big like blockbuster things, it's like, yeah. this is so fucking basic. And yet in the comic book industry, they were creating like intense stories that yeah. mattered. They've always, And they have been for, and that's like, I remember... Man, and I love my brother, all of us, all my brothers and I, Tad especially, we both love the Batman animated series. Like, that's our set. Do you, Kevin do, Con- do your Joker. Uh, I, I'm working up to it. Um, <laughs> Kevin Conroy is like, my, that's my Batman. Yep. You know, Robin, like you hear it. Robin. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fucking Batman. And then Mark Hamill is going to always be the Joker. Like, I'll never not hear that. Hello, Batsy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to the <laughs> is like deep down, so good. But that was like, that was, and then hey, fuck it. Even the Superman adventures, like the animated, yeah, dude. that was so good. Like OG Justice League stuff. I, like that was the first time I saw The Martian because I was yeah. Uh, most of the comic yeah. books I was reading was either only Batman. Or all Marvel. Yeah. I would never got into Superman or Flash or, or even Green Lantern until I was a, a lot mm-hmm. older. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, seeing the Martian and Wonder Woman, like, all these fucking badasses going around space doing cool shit, that mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah. That, that, the 90s animated cartoon superheroes, like, had a, that was, like, a huge, and who's it, Paul Dini and fucking, all those guys, like, that Bruce was Tim and all Bruce that. Tim, man. That guy's like, they had this vision and they appre- they were able. That's why I like, I love that, being able to appreciate something and they have the means. They're like, oh, we can turn that into a show. Like we can watch that. Yeah. How cool is that? Well, and like <laughs> I remember my dad, and this is this is where Saturday Saturday morning cartoons changed for me. Was it wasn't something that. I got time away from my parents. It was on Saturday mornings. My dad got to hang out and watch shows that he liked. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, he was all, like, and even to this day, if there's a fucking, like, Batman original series, we're watching it. If there's Clone Star Wars Clone Wars on, we're watching it. Like, there's, there's a bunch of these shows that they were made with the intent or from a studio level to sell toys to children but (laughs) that was because they realized that that's where money came from and yet they employed all of the right people to be like parents are gonna like this kids will like this will meet in the middle and create this great storyline that if if a parent sees this on on saturday mornings they're not going to turn it off and switch to the weather because they're going to want to enjoy it too yeah and I think that gave us a, a good insight as children into good storytelling and and things that weren't we weren't being talked down to yeah. through cartoons. Yeah, we were, we sure. were, if anything, looking up towards a more complex storyline. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that definitely shaped, and especially if you look at kids' cartoons today, the the amount of complexity and, and depth that a lot of these shows go into, you have to look back at the 90s and what we grew up with as the benchmark for allowing kids' shows to not talk down to people and to, like... You can tell awesome, complex stories through cartoons and not have it be bullshit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think all those those big heads knew that back in the day, too. Like, the creators, they're like, these archetypes are there. They're powerful. I mean... They're the armada. They're, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the Greek gods. It's like, man, you know, Neil... <laughs> fucking love Neil Gaiman. Um, that dude's... He has a he has a weird ability to take. He has this short story about. Um, oh fuck! I'm gonna blow it. But Lavar Burton has a podcast where he reads stories. Fucking awesome! Called Lavar Burton reads. That's so. Weird. <laughs> it's reading Rainbow for adults. Like it's <laughs> like yes, but it, there's a Neil Gaiman short story, and it's um, oh man, brain fart. Uh, one of the knights of the round table, Lancelot. Oh yeah shows up to this old lady's doorstep in England and he's like I've come seeking the grail and she's like what? You know she, <laughs> bought, she buys the grail at a little second hand store and he like fuck it's it's but he's got that ability like Sandman comic like that whole he's got so, a different flavor Did and Neil I, Gaiman do a Sandman comic? That he is he, the he, Sandman He did it He did it That's, That's it his is. that he owns up. I didn't fucking know that Yes oh, yeah. Yeah, that is all Neil Gaiman. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. So Kelly Jones, I did a little research, did Did, some art for the Sandman comics. Jesus, Um, that's so rad. You never noticed why the Sandman kind of looks like Neil Gaiman? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't. Like, he's a cross between, like, Neil Gaiman and Robert Smith. Like, it's just... Yeah. That's so rad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a fucking idiot. No, you (laughs) should. I'm so happy, though. (laughs) Dude, dive in, man. It's... He's... Neil Gaiman's one of my favorite writers. Mm-hmm. Um, Second season of American Gods is coming out. Oh, buddy! Yeah, he's, he's got a very that. unique. I don't know. He's got. He's got. You can tell it's a Neil Gaiman. It's like, oh, that's a Gaiman story. Even like the way it's written. going, going from American Gods or now Sandman, and looking at like Lucifer. Mm-hmm. The like crime procedural show that they made, <laughs> yeah. it still has that like breath of fresh air that Neil Gaiman like puts into an archetype that could have easily been written wrong. Yeah, it could have been so cheesy and so stupid. And parts of that show, it's like, yeah, it's on Fox. It's a procedural crime <laughs> show about the devil helping solve murders. <laughs> and yet, it's, there's there's something That's an easy pitch at Fox. Yeah, there's something so genuine about it, and something that yeah. like is real and more complex than just its source material. That yeah, it's it's fantastic. He does an amazing job, and he just he has such a unique voice when he's writing. I mean, it, it, and he just kind of delves into um, all sorts of different genres. I mean, American Gods is. I don't even know what, what do you call that. It, the thought, it's like it's not a comedy, but it definitely is. Yeah, right. It's not a horror psychological thriller, but it, but it definitely is. Yeah, and I mean, like that's kind of how Sandman is. Is like every yeah. every story is like, is it a comedy? Like this one is, but this one's like pure horror. This one's science fiction. Yeah. Um, 
And then at the same time, like it never takes itself seriously. Like they acknowledge like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a dude with a jack-o'-lantern for a head. Yeah. Like he's a janitor here. Okay. Um, Morpheus, by the way, was picked from Sandman. That character Morpheus for the Matrix, mm-hmm. and Neil really? Gaiman's whole, yeah Neil Gaiman's whole thing. He's like I he's like the Wachowski brothers slash sisters now, because um, they transitioned. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, the the Wachowski sisters. They, they both uh, transitioned. They gave him credit. They're like, yeah, we based Morpheus off the Sandman comics, and Neil Gaiman's like. You can use anything I ever do. Just give me a little, like, hey, thanks, Neil. Like, and I was like, that's a great... Because, you know, it's so hard to write an original piece now. Music, art, like, you're... I posted it a while ago. Like, there's some drawing practices I did. And I was like, I don't know where to start. I'm going to just trace, light trace of, like, I need the shape. I need to know how that pen feels going down this shape. I'm like, I don't know how to fuck off my little brain I'm like I can't do that offhand so let me learn how to do it trace and then move off the trace and go okay there's that movement and that's for me that was like my basic teaching myself how to draw of like this stroke does this shape mm-hmm. like it's, and it's it's really rewarding but I'm also like I'm not gonna be trace on and be like yeah that's yeah I totally did that no I've, that's <laughs> that's what I've learned too is there's a yeah. Uh, an inker his name is Jonathan Glapian and he just has like really crisp like interesting lines and I was like how do you do that and so I literally just printed out his work yeah. and just like went over it and was like okay so yeah, there's that I, strip. Yeah. I still don't know how he did it <laughs> but I can kind of do it yeah well it's anytime Luke is trying to learn a guitar riff for the most part he can look up tabs and figure it out that way but at the same time Unless, like, if you have a, a video that you can pull up on YouTube of the artist playing it, he can get it in five seconds. He, it's, mm-hmm. he can, it's like, oh. it. Yeah. So when you watch somebody draw something, awesome. you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it looks impossible, especially, like, music is one thing where it's, it is kind of a little bit more of a formula. Where seeing something drawn, the amount of layers that go into it, unless you understand the the toppling of the layers like how to kind of parcel down all of these things that happened it's it looks nearly impossible right uh jim lee has a twitch stream every week on on sundays and all he does is draw and so it's super cool just to like see his breakdown of like here's how he draws harley quinn or the joker or something or he'll just like so he'll sometimes just do you know he'll ask the chat like who who do you want me to draw today and they'll be like all might and it'll be like i don't know who that is let me i am here let me let me look this up and he'll google it and be like this guy looks cool all right we're drawing all might today and so i love all might so much um so we were on the superhero episode i brought up my hero academia and i think honestly i think it's one of my favorite animes of all time i i love how in this most recent season they favored big emotions over big fights right like and it's not that it was it was lacking big fights or big action or anything but like the core of these characters have started to show through their emotional journey as opposed to just like like becoming the next hokage right (laughs) naruto or like whatever it is but that that 
show has is been full Marvel for me, where it is let's let's get into like let's establish a great universe and a, a great building block for world building, and yet the most important part isn't the cool idea we came up with, it's the emotions and how these people work together mm -hmm. and do stuff. It's fantastic. I I need to see the movie that came out recently that kind of ties in a couple of the seasons together. I, I just started it. Like, somebody was just like, hey, you need to start watching this. And I'm yeah. Like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Deku is just always crying. I feel like Deku a lot yep. of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a recommendation then for an anime for people to start watching if they haven't? Sorry. Oh, My Hero Academia. I went peeing, it's, sorry. No. <laughs> I, went, I went ahead and peed. It's, um, I'm usually good about holding it. But. Honestly, everyone should watch that show. My it, that's right. My okay. Hero Academia, or Boku no Hero Academia. Um, okay. <laughs> but the, um, Very correct. It's, if you liked One Punch Man, if you ever saw I that. I loved One Punch then Man. You would <laughs> love, then it's basically One Punch Man in high school <clears> with, <throat> with good motions. Good emojis in there. Awesome. Which is now emojis. Uh, Griffin McElroy on the podcast said he's like emojis is not what we're calling the things on your phone anymore. Those are just called those little guys. <laughs> <laughs> the things <laughs> on your phone guys. are called those little guys. Emotions are now called emojis. <laughs> I like that. So my hair academia is full of emojis. Okay. But, um, nice. but okay, what I wanted to bring up was. One of the best new characters on Nightwing in the DC Comics stuff. Yeah. His name is Guppy. Guppy. Are you familiar with Guppy, Amy? No, I'm still hung up that they changed <laughs> Dick Grayson's name to Rick Grayson. Are you, yeah. Uh, did Why? they? They did. Why did they? I don't... Ooh, the, the joke boy. is uh, there was the, the controversy that Batman's Batawang was in a comic. And uh, DC was like, oh, we... we that was a mistake. And so the whole joke was they're getting rid of all the dicks in DC Th Comics. That is kind of funny. Um, but I don't I, remember what the reasoning was, but it's just like he's... Honestly, though, if, if I had been a kid and teenager and when I like, grew up with the name Dick Grayson and then I moved away to a new city, I would probably go by Rick Grayson, too. Right. Like So it, that it, it's not too far... Far-fetched that I couldn't see an, a character actually trying to, like... Who is constantly, in, in reference to his father figure, pushing towards exactly what his dad, like, wanted him to be. And at the same time, trying to be as far away from that as possible. Right. Like, I, that's a perfect thing. He literally changed one letter in his name and is still very much the same person that he was. But Guppy... Is he, though? No. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Uh, Guppy is a shark. I see this. I just put um, it up. And awesome. he's a low-level criminal. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's basically does doing... He a, does he have a mustache? Yeah, he does. He has oh, a little Mexican goodness. mustache. Um, and he's constantly getting screwed over by other criminals, and he's doing it to feed or, like, to get medicine for his father. But it is a literally anthropomorphic shark that is a total, like, people are just running over him. He's a criminal, so he's constantly getting beat up, but also feeding information to Nightwing. And it is one of the most complex characters I think the DC Universe has come up with is, like, hey, let's make one of these low-level criminals lovable. 
like let's give yeah. a face to crime and what pe- what good people are doing crime for. And then there's a guy in the corner of the room who says, hey. but let's make it a shark. But let's make it a shark with a yeah. mustache and have him be lovable and a pushover. Right. Hey, I mean, Killer Croc. Oh, well, <laughs> well. I nearly crushed him with a rock. <laughs> that whole episode. I nearly got him. That was a good episode. But yeah, I, I just, <laughs> I love Guppy so much. Yeah. I think he's like... I would love an entire series of just that dude. Just Guppy. Like, even just, like, little ten-pagers. Just, like, tiny little, like, snippets of him on a job that led up to a larger book. They, uh... Because DC's owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. And so they've been doing a lot of, like, really weird uh, one-shot crossovers where it'll be a prominent DC character with some sort of... Hanna Barbera or Looney Tune character, oh, oh. so rad! And that so they awesome. matched up Batman and Elmer Fudd. <laughs> That's amazing. And it, and it was like they played it straight. Like he's he's a hitman with a speech impediment, oh, and he wow. goes he goes That's into and he goes into an Acme bar and meets another like low level level thug named Bugs, oh, who's just a buck toothed like chattering wow. wise mouth. And it was so good. That's like you, awesome. you read it, and it's like, yeah, this is just a this is just a Batman comic. And then you realize, like, no, he he still looks like Elmer Fudd. Like he still has the whole That's Hunter awesome. outfit. But yeah, wow, That's <laughs> That's so brilliant. cool. I want to read that so yeah. bad. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Hell yeah. yeah, everybody should go read that. Yeah, God damn it, it's good shit. Um, let me see if let me go through my notes, Eamon, and kind of covered everything. Um, Preference, obviously, I think DC. Would you do you prefer now? Do you uh, DC Marvel definitely Batman, but yeah, I lean more towards DC. I just always like mm-hmm. enjoyed those characters more. I'm a huge Spider Man and Wolverine fan, me as well. Um, two of my favorites to me these days. It's interesting because, like, I feel like DC is doing well in the books, mm-hmm. but doing poorly in like the movies cinematic cinematic and like uh meanwhile marvel i feel is like the exact opposite like they're just killing it as far as like the movies and the shows um but the books are just like kind of suffering they're they're tough to get into like these days i uh, i want to jump back into like spider-man and all these but i don't know where right Uh, well and i think those problems are inherently systematic through like your dc's creating some of their best stories they've ever done and they can't translate them to movies while Marvel pulled themselves out of bankruptcy with these great movies and now they need the stories to live up to them and it, the, those <clears throat> problems are, are fighting each other in it's, a lot of ways. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's odd to watch because you're right, it's how, how would Marvel say, hey, our movies are blocked, like they're amazing. But you should also go read our comics. It's like, man, that's got to be a hard sell for a lot of people because their fan base is... And having them be different stories. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I... Spider-Man, I think, was my first, like... I fucking love Spider-Man. I've always loved Spider-Man. Because he's a kid. And when you're a kid... That's what it is, I guess. It's the one superhero. Yeah, that you can, like, get down with. You're like, I know what that feels like. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't know how to deal with this situation either. Where yeah. Superman and 
even Tony Stark is like, oh, like, yeah, I would like to think that these people have it under control. And when they don't, it's, you're like, oh, wow, people are fallible, but it's never something that you can, like, hold on to. It's like, no, I know what this feels like. To it's be. also, it comes down to, I mean, like, Tony Stark is, like, the billionaire playboy. Yeah. And, like, Peter Parker is, like, making, barely making ends meet and, like, yeah. can't get the date on Friday night and like, <laughs> yeah. all that sort of stuff. It's like, we yeah, all know what that's Aside from like. the spider right? like, I feel you. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, that, <laughs> it's that whole, like, oh, he almost got Mary Jane, but he had to go save some shit. He had to be a hero instead of, like, and then the whole series where he's like, fuck this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live a life. And then it's like, hey, you can't do that. Yeah. yeah Pete, sorry. Peter, you knew. You're fucked if you do, fucked if you don't. Damn it. But yeah, that's... With great power. With great power comes great power. <laughs> Wait, that's not the same. That's, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... I, uh... Man, there's... Yeah, I get, that's... It's just fun to... Because not a lot of people are comic book fans. Like, straight up comic book. Like, oh yeah, I've read that. I've did that. And, and I always seek out more because I'm like, there's so much cool shit out there that I've never read or seen and artwork alone <clears throat> sometimes I go into a comic book store and I'm like I just want to buy it based on the art cover art mm-hmm. like that's it's almost which is I don't know if that's good or bad but it's like man I, times I, I've found cool shit just right. by doing that is yeah. amazing and yeah. without a review without a recommendation yeah you can find something that actually speaks to you and you already bought it like yeah, I paid like what three dollars for this book. Yeah, you took a chance, and yeah. now like yeah, I'm gonna buy more. Yeah, and I'm gonna support these artists that I clearly enjoy. Like this is the best like circumstance that I could have wandered into. Yeah, and yeah. if not, I paid three dollars for a book that still looks pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's the worst thing that can happen. True. Yeah, I I think pe- people listening to it, it's like hey guys. Just go to a comic book shop and just look. Well, that's the first place to start. Is like, where, where do I? Who do I start reading? Just look at the artwork, and I'd even go. I'd appeal to that sense first to be like, what? What draws your eye? Mm-hmm. Like, there's some badass artists out there, and like, you'll, you'll see. Well, like, you see something, you're like, ah. or even go, uh, go talk to the people who work there and say, right. hey, like, yeah. what's yeah, I've never read a comic before. Like, what would you recommend? Yeah, um, or if like you like watching the Marvel movies, like, yeah, where do I start? Absolutely. Even just the idea that like I know people in town that have a, a hard time supporting their local artists when it's like twenty bucks for a print, and that's not a lot of money. But I understand like sometimes twenty bucks you can't spend on something. If you want to support art and people working in art, yeah. go buy a fucking comic <clears throat> book because there's more than one person that you're giving your whatever three dollars to. Yeah. But like, Absolutely. you're supporting a system that supports artists. It's mm-hmm. not just that you're supporting just these people. You're allowing that publishing company to take on new artists and new projects, and realizing that they're the form of media is still valuable. Right. So go buy a comic book every now and again, and if nothing else, it's a cool fucking coffee book table to have. Like somebody will pick it up and scroll through it while they're at your house, like and <clears throat> and that's pretty cool. And exactly, and this is a perfect time to plug Heyman's Etsy page. 
So if people want to buy one of your prints or original art, you're, I, on, I you're on Etsy. Forgot this week, like for a while, I forgot I was on Etsy. And oh really? Just this week, bought. Oh, how cool! A print, and I got the notification from Etsy, and I was like, "Why are they charging me this much money?" And I was like, "Oh, oh no, you're getting that oh, much money. <laughs> how exciting! Somebody's giving, Somebody's me, giving money. me money. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Etsy's super cool. Um, yeah. It's it's a really simple." Um, like you don't have to build a website, you just upload yeah. your stuff onto it, and yeah, um, it's great. I, yeah. I, I can't say enough good stuff about it. So, what's that URL? Um, hit well, us, hit I, us with that. I was gonna say, we'll give the, the Instagram link, it just everybody can follow at Amon Winkle, and that's spelled E A M O N W I N K L E, Amon Winkle. And then I see your little link here, um, for prints and original art. Etsy.com slash shop slash Eamon Winkle, one word. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's... <clears throat> I was hoping, like, hoping to add some more. Um, yeah, man. I, I'm getting into stickers as well. Oh, It's yeah. just fun little things. So Hell yeah. Uh, I'm hoping to add those. I got like a first batch, like a test print. So nice. hoping to add those in a couple days. <clears throat> I really do. <clears throat> I love your... Sorry, my voice is betraying me. Uh, your fucking swamp thing is rad. Yeah, that. that thing is um, so rad. That's really badass. <laughs> and then, of course, the Harley. She's awesome. Um, yeah, well, even just the 80s prints of, of like, Dude, uh, yeah. Ripley yeah. and Harley. That's and so badass. Like, all those, that style is so awesome. Because I, I got to go see one of the... that. That guy's exhibit. What is what is his uh, name? Patrick Nagel. Yeah, I got to see a Patrick Nagel exhibit. That's awesome. And and meet the dude. And he was just such a like mellow, really cool dude. That's and like been... seeing those, it was like uh, immediately even showing my parents where they were like, this like it, yeah. There's no difference in my mind. This is somebody doing his work. It, like it's perfectly. such a iconic like visual. Um, there's a guy. What's his name? Craig Drake, I think is his, uh, he's an artist. That's all he does is he'll do like just pop culture yeah. um, in that style. Like he did wow. the one that like caught my eye. I think he did like a series of cars. So he did like the, what's the speed racer cars at the Mach, the Mach 10, 5. The Mach 5. He did that. He did like the DeLorean and That's then awesome. did like uh, all the women from Kill Bill and stuff. And it's like, That's super even cool. though he didn't <clears> like <throat> come up with that style, like he's, continued it past yeah. Patrick Nagel. And I think that's, I always appreciate that kind of stuff. Definitely. Like carrying on good art is good art. You're like, why isn't that made anymore? Even just long-eared Batmans. I need to see a lot more of that. I'm oh, you're a long-eared Batman fan. Oh yeah, dude. Okay. I mean, that, that well, I was going to, I was going to ask Damon. Yeah. Um, I mean, love or hate Frank Miller style. Love it. I do too. Well, it's gritty. Do you love that? Do you love Dark Knight old, Returns? That's probably my all-time favorite. Yeah, it's a great um, story. The thing I always have to like, it, like old Frank Miller versus like mm-hmm. right new Frank Miller. Very different. Who did the low-budget Batman one where it's basically like it's Batman in like Detroit? The the Batmobile is like a Lincoln Continental with a like mm. a big rig engine 
in the front of it. Oh. Like, it is it is literally, like, low, but, like, he has brass knuckles and no gadgets. No, like, and no, like, does he have a cow or, like, a... I, I think he's very, like, makeshift. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, but, yeah, I, I just huh. love the idea of, like, a super long stretch Lincoln Continental with a big rig engine Dang. in the front it's of it. It's not subtle. Yeah. <laughs> it's... It, it's amazing. I just love that idea. It's like um, Daredevil as the man with no fear. Yeah. Where it's it's just him just fucking wrapped up. <laughs> Sorry, I just Googled it and <laughs> Batman Forever came up. Oh, one of the buddy. top hits. Um, hey, Joel Schumacher spent a lot of money on those nipples. Um, <laughs> No, I, that's that's something um, maybe... I'm going to quote that on your fucking gravestone. <laughs> Joel Schumacher spent a lot of money on those. It's, it's I, just, I just want to warn you, if, it's like Beetlejuice. If you say his name three times, he might. Oh, yeah, no. He nobody might should. make another one. <laughs> hey, man, that would be a fun podcast. It, it would. I mean, I, I would have a lot of things to say to him. Like, <laughs> why? Why would be the big one. Just why? Why... <laughs> Val Kilmer. Why, Why? nipples? Oh, man. Why nipples? Why a fourth one? <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> there's so many questions. Um, some would argue that Val Kilmer did a, the best Bruce Wayne. And I'm like... Argues some argument. would argue that. <laughs> some would argue. Some would. Some. Some would like fail. Like four people. <laughs> like, like Val Kilmer. <laughs> Val Kilmer would be I one of those it. people arguing. <laughs> like Mad Mardigan, you were... Don't call me a Mad Mardigan. <laughs> but you were Mad Mardigan, and you're the greatest sergeant that ever lived, and you can't be Batman. So. <laughs> and you're not allowed to be Batman. <laughs> yeah, that's... <clears throat> well, that's another thing, is like... You know, <laughs> we got her... We got her Ben. Ben Affleck. Um, and now he's you, gone. Yeah, that's kind of true. So, how did you? What did you think about the, like the new Batman? Like, you know, I, um, I've always kind of given people the benefit of the doubt. I always like to see like new iterations. Yeah, um, I was one of the few. Hashtag brave tweet. <laughs> I was willing to give uh, Jared Leto a chance, despite the design. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I want to see it through. Um, and I don't blame him. I, 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 right. There were just too many cooks in the kitchen. On that yeah. One. But also, he's an, like, this is what I always bring up to people. It's like, oh, Joker, and like, with the whole timeline with the now Walking Phoenix one, which I understand those are like separated by studio. However, the Jared Leto Joker is an ex Robin. On the Robin <laughs> that's, suit, yeah, that's on the Robin suit, looks. there are two bullet holes in his shoulders. And Jared Leto's Joker has two bullet hole scars right here. So he is a previous Robin There's, that took yeah, on the mantle the, of the Joker. Here is that he's Jason Todd yeah. gone bad or well, something. Well, here's my problem with them doing that in Suicide. Um, they don't tell you any of that shit. Yeah, like, no. Well, if this you don't is, know, you don't know. This, it's is, like, this is Zack Snyder's uh, blog. His, that he, his literal fever dream. His, <laughs> and, his and here's the thing. Page. I, that comes down to Zack's and... People may and will fight me. <laughs> Zack Snyder is an amazing visual director. Do not let him write a story. Um, He's like if if you give a child like a bunch of yeah. action figures and you're like, yeah, make play with these. He, he won't want to play with like just a few. He'll want to include everything and just go as far as yeah, he can with it exactly you're like hey hey no you're you, you're really good at that visual shit like that's amazing um have somebody else write that no 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 i can do it don't 
No. No. Please just don't. don't. Um, <laughs> and here's where you guys might get mad, and that's okay. Uh, I'm going to stand my ground. Um, I love Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. r- story writing-wise... Look at what every movie he's ever written is like. It feels it because somebody brought it. I think it was a nerdist long ago. They're like, why doesn't he? He his movies should be fucking doing crazy. And they're like, it's because he wrote it. He's an amazing like he he get he's he's eighty percent complete, but there's that crucial 20 where it's like don't let him write that because it's like it's not gonna that's just my own you don't want to phantom menace your shit (laughs) (laughs) i think it's also like his movies in particular are like really hard to market yeah because they're not they're not kids movies they look like kids movies Mm. but they're not that's a good point the one is about the civil war in spain right like with with (laughs) a fairy tale um i went to go see what was shape of water Oh, so good. And there was a family with like <laughs> oh, shit. four and five year olds. Oh, no. And I Not going into movie. it, I was like, Not um, gonna be good. Do I say something? Like, I don't know what I'm getting into. And then there was like, you know. My dad calls it boiling eggs now. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie, I mean within, go yeah. watch the movie and um, you'll know you, what I'm talking you about. You learn about fish anatomy. Very, yeah. very in depth. Oh, oh, all right. It's um, <laughs> awesome. Well, but I guess my my overall point being, I'm I'm the same way, Amen. I give people the benefit. Of, I initially, dude. I I remember when I I fucking remember the time and place. I was sitting in my car, going to work, and I heard, um, like who's playing the new Joker? Jared, oh, Joaquin Phoenix is the new one. Jared Leto. Let's go way back. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Oh, you're going Heath Ledger. Mm. HL. Okay. (laughs) H. H. Ledge. Let's abbreviate. I heard that and I was like, I I was like, Night's Tale is great, but the Joker. Heath Cliff. Heath Cliff Ledger. And Heath Ledger are too similar. That's weird to me. Well, that's his full name is Heathcliff. Um, um, I just made that up. <clears throat> Maybe I didn't. But I remember that, and I was like, no. The dude from 10 Things I Hate About You, Knight's Tale. I was like, I don't see it. Lo and behold. Perfect military. What a great God. fucking a milita- performance. A military vet version of the Patton Oswalt's theory. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's So after that, I was like, all right. And people can hate. Haters going to hate. Ben Affleck playing Batman. I was like, I'm not mad about that. I'm I, I'm more just like, what's the story gonna be? And I was like, the story's fucked. Yeah, I you guys fucked the story. I will say, I really enjoyed Ben Affleck. I didn't mind him. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'll it say fine. it right here. The the amount of brutality. I'm gonna get emails the, <laughs> in the fighting. Just the pure like strength of Batman was fascinating. Where he would like the the one part where he like. Took somebody and like face pounded them into the ground, and you saw them their like legs scorpion up behind them. It's like, oh like, fuck, this guy like is the, strong. Like, the five minute warehouse scene. Oh my god, Batman v Superman. I was like, yeah, uh, just do that. No, do, do for sure the whole movie like that. That I would be okay. I yeah. 
Exactly. Like I also the voice decoder versus doing a voice that made so much sense. It was like, okay, don't make this person try to sound. That was that was uh, Kevin Smith's idea. Really? Yeah, because he okay Smith. He called uh, Ben Affleck out. He's like, your voice is way too high. Yeah. And he's like, you. (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm wicked smart, Will. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You wicked smart. But yeah, it worked really well, and it made sense to me when. When it would come up and the Batman Batman voice would come out, it was like, oh, this is the smartest way the Batman would do it because he wouldn't if it was ever recorded. And somebody was like in court, they're like, well, Mr. Bale, like we need you to like try to do your lowest voice possible, and he'd be like, oh, I can't. Like it's like no, they're gonna make you like just hide it, like do an actual thing that would hide your voice. Yeah. It, there, there, and it's so. And I guess it, it always comes down to like it's really as a, as us true fans, it's really easy to pick apart what we don't like. But but what was what, good about? But it. what was good, I dude. If I'm entertained, and my my friend Prio and I have this debate a lot. Not even a debate because we we're on the same page. We're like, I go into a movie, especially dude. I <laughs> going into like. The Justice League. I was like, zero expectations. I was like, eh, I'm not gonna like it. And I was like, I liked a lot more of it than I thought. And and I think, but there yeah. obviously there's glaring problems with it. Well, and I think <laughs> we all we all knew by the time the advertising campaign came out, you're like, oh, Superman, Superman's not in this one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, bud. Yeah. Well, exactly. Okay. Sure. Like, unite the. Unite it's like, the oh, guess, guess who's gonna come in and save the day? Yeah. No, I, I am pretty sure I know who that's gonna be. Yeah. Um. I guess I, I, yeah. I went in with negative expectations for Venom. Oh, so I haven't seen Venom yet. I no, just saw it. I, I'm, I'm not gonna give away any spoilers. Um, Did you? Were you entertained? I had fun in the movie. Yeah. Um, okay. The things that I thought were gonna be wrong with it. We're there. Um, <laughs> we're wrong. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't wrong about that. I think it it didn't hurt the movie as much as I thought it would. Yeah. Um. I think they they were really take Sony did a good job with trying to take the tone of Marvel movies. Yeah. Because Venom is a silly character in a lot of the comic books. He's terrifying. Oh, he's got whimsy to him. But he has a lot of whimsy, and he's a silly character. Like, he is a goofy dude in a lot of it. Um, So I think... And he's not even a villain, you could argue. Like, he's... Because he's an alien. He knows his experience, and he's literally, like, working with Eddie Brock, and they are Venom together. So it is this kind of... Mm. The symbiotic relationship. Oh, he said he got there. Um, (laughs) No, but uh, I, so I had negative expectations, came out being like, that was pretty fun. I'm not, like, I've had a lot of movies like that, especially for action movies. This one still kind of flies lower than I would have liked it to. Um, But the, there's an after credit scene where they introduce who will maybe play Carnage. And holy shit, I nearly crap my pants. I'm so excited. And that would be the rep- the avenue for them to go an R-rated Venom versus Carnage movie. And that actor would be perfect. I, yeah. Uh, that's <clears> all. Woody, Woody Harrelson? 
Yeah. 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 Uh, sorry. So, so you sorry. saw the internet. No. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. That's the problem is the internet. And I, <laughs> yeah. and Eamon, maybe, dude, uh, that's awesome. I'm, now I need to go see it. Um, here's something that I like to do. My brother and I are, are <laughs> I've loosened up a little bit on my end, but if it's a movie I really want to see, especially something I love like comic books or Star Wars or a book I've read, I try and avoid trailers. I don't mm-hmm. watch trailers anymore. Um, if it's a movie, I'm like, yeah, if I can, like, I'll watch it. But I didn't watch any trailers for Venom. And it kind of builds this, like, because here's what happened to me and my brother. We, we went fucking deep, 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 deep on Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Like when that was coming out, we went we fucking every website we could to like oh the heat, what and then we watched it. And it, <clears throat> it was still an amazing movie, but some we were of the a, luster. Was we were gone. yeah, some of that. Mm-hmm. We we're like I already knew all that. Damn it, why didn't we? And then it was like all right, let's not let's not do that again. Like let's dude when Spider Man Homecoming came out, I knew nothing about it. I knew that Tom Holland played Spider Man, and that was it. I had no idea about the storyline. Um, and it fucking that movie blew they me kept, away. They kept and it was that awesome. pretty under wraps though, as well. They did. I think they did a really good job in yeah. their in their marketing campaign of keeping a lot of that stuff under Absolutely. wraps. Um, and now, so maybe like I don't. Are you a person that's like I? You got to watch the trailers I, to I, get excited. I typically. I mean, I'm pretty like in the web on these things so I like know yeah. you know the Marvel Pun timeline intended. at this point sorry um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll typically watch like the first trailer they put out where it's like hey we're we're making this there might be like a little teaser or something yeah and that's pretty much it because I know like okay. that's the one to excite people and then they'll have and like, that one's safe that one's safe because it's just like maybe the character maybe just the logo yeah. not much the second and third one, that's the one where you're going to get, like, like the biggest example I can uh, think of is Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, where they were telling people to not watch the trailer that was coming out, like, that week. Right, because, like, the first one, I can't even remember. It was just, it was the teaser. It's just, like, Thor's, I don't know, like, I think it's him having the hammer broken or something. It's something really simple Yeah. of just, like, oh, there's something bad going to happen. Yeah. That's fine. The second one is where it's like you see Hela break the hammer. You see Thor like get shot off into the next world. You see Hulk be revealed, and it's like that's too much. It's too much. Like that's yeah. Like if they had kept Hulk a secret, it would have been would have been that much yeah. so much crazier. But it's like I knew Hulk was coming. I knew the and hammer they, was gonna get. And broken. they still had to advertise for. And I'm sorry. Shout out everyone in the flyover states, but Middle America happy. Where it's like, you you literally have to spell it out for some of these people and be like, this is this is the Hulk and Thor movie. And people are like, oh, now I'll go see it. And that's not what you sound like. I'm sorry, Middle America. But that's literally what advertising companies are thinking is being like, I like people won't go see this unless I fucking spell it out for them. And it is sometimes true, but it, it is something that like is a bummer that if you turn on cable to watch a sporting event, you can have shit <clears throat> ruined for you right. like that. Yeah. That being said, sometimes I do, like, the day before a movie comes out, I'll be like, I might as well just go on TV tropes and see, like, 
what there is and it's like oh i just spoiled the whole thing for myself yeah yeah it's hard man it's trust me there's the temptation is there like i there's so many that i'm like i really want to just watch and there's some and i don't know if you were in the theater with me in black panther i i will cover my ears and yeah that doesn't oh i was there for that but i was like and everybody around me is like what the fuck's that i'm like i don't watch trailers because it was for solo and i was like i I don't and i that's one of those people like why because you i'm like no but i don't even want to know who's playing han solo as an actor i don't i love the freshness and it's (laughs) our friend badger is like you guys are fucking ridiculous how else are you gonna get excited about the movie i'm like i'm already excited already excited i just don't want to like i got i had I got scarred by okay. diving. People have been talking a lot of shit on Solo, and I, I genuinely. Dude, I'm excited. I still haven't seen it, and I'm ready. Dude, yeah, let's I'm do it. Ready and willing. Um, but yeah, yeah people. So uh, somebody just put out a deep fake. You know what deep fakes are? No. So you can like uh, a fake trailer. No, no, no. You oh. can uh, put in somebody's face instead of somebody else's and something. Oh, it's so, face off. Terrifying. No. This, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically like face Great off. Movie. No. But, but so they put in, they <laughs> no, put no. in young Harrison Ford okay. over Alden Ehrenreich's face. So it's young Harrison Ford in solo. Oh. They like, they put in his actual face over Alden Ehrenreich. Oh, kind of like in, um, Man of Steel when he's, when he's in the fucking, he's, there's a moment where they zoom in and it looks like Christopher Reeve. I was yeah. like, that's fucking Christopher Reeve. And they did that on purpose. And that's what he said is like, they were like, yeah, we did that on purpose to be like, there's an homage of like, when he's... But yeah, it, it's literally Harrison Ford's face doing the same lines and stuff. It's terrifying how good it is where you're like, oh God, yeah. like you're just going to sell your digital likeness later huh. and they'll they'll just be able to like put you in any sequel or prequel that yeah. you were ever wanting to be in. That's crazy. Well, that's why the importance of <clears throat> print, ink, yeah. paper. You can't redo that shit. Can't. Um, Let's see, scribble it out and white out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eamon, do you have any, like, favorite... Um, I guess, let's, let's break it down this way for people listening. Do you have any recommendations... For a Batman comic, for people to die, if if you want someone to be like, read this and enjoy the art as much as I did for a Batman comic. Um, I mean, take your pick, really. I think like the best ones as far as like art I could recommend would be like, uh, Batman Hush would be really good. Yeah. Um, that's Jim Lee is the artist, and the writer escapes me at the moment, but, um. Fantastic artwork, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's always like the great thing about comics is like everybody just has their own style. Like Jim Lee is very like crisp and dynamic, and then you have somebody like Frank Miller where it's really gritty and dirty and lots of ink splotches everywhere. Um, yeah. Or you have somebody like Brian Bolland, Killing Joke, where it's like really, really like refined. Like everything's like perfect. Yeah. Um, so I think just like if you want to get into a Batman book, try I would say like year one, honestly. Like just it's a great fun. <clears throat> I agree. It. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Because um, honestly, like that is the beginning of it. And then from there, go to like Long Halloween with Tim Sale. So uh, I'd say like years down the line, go to Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum. 
Um, yeah. It's the Halloween season, so that's a good one to read just because it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And and per, I was going to say for Halloween, it's like that's perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck yeah, that's good. Those are all really good. Somebody just told me with my new hair colors, it's like, well, you should have bought a green suit and just been the Riddler for Halloween. And I'm like, fuck you. Why didn't I do that? Why didn't nobody tell me this until like the week before Halloween? We got to get you some glasses. Yeah. Like I need some glasses. Well, actually you have glasses. Well, I have glasses. Yeah. Um, Gotham. What'd you guys think of that? Riddler. What do you um, guys think about that show in general? I have mixed feelings about oh, it. Shit. I watched like the okay. first few. Here's yeah. the thing. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to last because yeah. I'm pretty sure Neither any, did I. any I, show that Donald Logue is in as a, <laughs> <laughs> The Grim Reaper. Two seasons. Not, yeah. It's, yeah, not even two seasons. Mm, and, but <laughs> I'm glad it's carried on. So, yeah, I... When it first started, really I was funny. I was totally convinced it was not going to carry on, and I was pissed at the way they were tackling some of the the origin stories. And then it kept going for so long, and one night I was just like, I have nothing to watch. I'm going to get into Gotham, and it turned into like it was something I I genuinely liked, and I thought they were paying really cool homages to a lot of these characters. And then they've started to fu- like it's been around long enough. Like it's one of those typical TV things where people are at the top are like, "This is selling. It needs to go on forever." And it's like, well, no, you should, you should have like instead of Bruce Wayne becoming Batman while he's a teenager, that's not when that happens. Like he's this isn't how the story works. And, like, their whole thing with the Joker, it's the kid from uh, Shameless, uh, one of the one of the, the redhead kid from Shameless, was becoming the Joker. And it looked like it was going pretty sweet. And then they were like, oh, but it needs a twist. It needs one more twist at the end. And you're like, no, it didn't. <clears throat> he was the Joker, and that's all it needed. Like, it... So yeah. there, there are points of that show that are super awesome, seeing like how the Penguin almost mirrors Wilson Fisk, where he is controlling the mob and yet working with the city, and so they're becoming political figures and financial figures that are protected within their crime syndicate and the local governments. That was amazing. All that stuff is super cool, but then when they fucking just throw curveballs out of you because they have to because it's on fucking Fox, yeah. and they need like constant viewer being like, oh I didn't know that was, uh, I'm sorry Middle America that's not your voice. It's <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> well, well, what I think what you're getting at and what I've noticed too about a lot because they start off fairly like but with no ending the, in sight, right? And it's like they're when. Sometimes I have a problem with this. Most of the time I do. When you fuck with the canon, like, and I know Kevin Smith has an idea. If about you fuck it. with the canon, it's going to blow up on you. Hey, it is. <laughs> Unless you do it well and you explain yourself of like, why am I doing it? Why are we doing this? Well, let's add, not, let's not fuck with the canon. Let's add to canon. You know? Salt Bay sprinkle that Salt shit. Salt Bay. <laughs> but it's like, man, that, and that's, for, and this is, we're speaking strictly as comic book fans, and that's something to distinguish for people that don't read comic books. 
that show might be awesome, and it is and it probably. Is. But like it, it's there. Do like, yourself a favor and like go find the origin of where that came from, and then because that's kind of the fun hunt too. Is like I always challenge people: if you like something, where did it come from? Dive in. Like dive in. Just dive in because yeah. you might be like, oh shit! Like I saw Gotham first, and yeah. I like that storyline better. Right, and, and that's, then that's and fair. then guess what? You can totally write your own Batman comic. You yeah. can like use yeah. the canon <laughs> that they establish yeah. and work it into something else. But like without without that, like you're, it's just it's just weird. Like I I, want, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I mean I had a friend who he watched Gotham like completely, and so he kind of like told me everything because I haven't watched it. Um, Kind of out of laziness, kind of out of just like there's like six seasons. I I don't know yeah, where to jump in. Too much time. Um, and so he was. Uh, I think they did like Court of Owls on there, and he mm-hmm. was like, "Is that a thing?" And I was like, "Here's some books." <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he was just like, "These books are great. Like this is better than yeah the show." Well, because they they, they can't, especially yeah. on a. I think it's a 30, 30 minute show, like that. The the amount that you can get into while still progressing week to week in a show like that, there's no way you can give the backstory. It's like how I thought originally when they were coming out with the Harry Potter movies, I was like, these need to be the BBC, like, where every chapter is an hour. Mm-hmm. And, like, those are how you should deal with the books, yeah. is every chapter an hour. Yeah. And that's just where, like, you can actually delve into things how they were meant to be. And yeah. we have a special guest in the room right now. <laughs> um, he's about uh, 135 pounds of twisted steel. <laughs> it's Clem. Happy to be 135. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? How you doing, bud? Good. Well, Clay, you're you're the perfect candidate to recommend comic books to because I know you don't read them. I don't. So we're gonna make it. We're gonna, boy, we're gonna strap you <laughs> down. This is Eamon. Hey, bud, how are you? Nice, nice to, you. to meet you too. Um, let me let me ask my fellow conspirators if you guys have any questions for Eamon. Um, I I have a few just as a drawing perspective, but maybe Audrey, do you have any like? I'd like to hear yours. So what I was wondering, and it, we kind of answered it a little bit of like the trace step, but like. And this is just basic shit, man. I I need to know uh, what kind of pens do you use when you draw? Do you have a preference? Like, um, I because I I could go to the art store and just be like, I don't know where to even start. Like, do you have a a, a rail? Oh, he's got it. Oh, <laughs> if there's one thing I have access of, it's pens. Um, typically, what I use is like Microns or okay. uh, Copic or Copic multiliners. Um, but honestly, what I've been using a lot these days is like the dipping nib. Really? Where it's nice. like, yeah, where it's like a very sharp instrument that you dip in there and like it gives you a lot of um, variety of lines because like you can press harder and it like thickens the line it's and fat. it can uh, taper off into a point. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've seen that used a lot. Like I saw a lot of artists using that. I was like, oh, I'll give it a try. Yeah. Um, and then you can get like different nibs to try and like those give you like different lines as well um brushes as well like that's that's really? something i haven't really tried that much but yeah. a lot of people use like really fine brushes to like get their lines but interesting um, okay yeah. yeah i mean i i always recommend like 
try a little bit of everything. Yeah. Because I I seen people like I think you brought up Frank Cho. Yeah. Frank Cho does ballpoint pen mm-hmm. really? and it looks like hi- hyper realistic yeah. stuff is incredible yeah that's crazy he's got a kickstarter going on right now okay. for just a book is it ball, of ballpoint beauties something like that yeah, yeah he just draws life drawings but ballpoint and it's wow. like mm-hmm. the most amazing cross hatching you've seen and that's it's really like cool. i look at my ballpoint pen and it's like why aren't you doing that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do this for me but, <laughs> but yeah i mean it's it's Try a little bit Just of everything, little, and then okay. like what what works for you, like you'll yeah. you'll attach to that and you'll carry that on. Yeah, nice. Okay, that's sweet. sweet. Yeah, I appreciate because <laughs> I'm a, I'm ignorant in that area. I'm like I could go into the art store and maybe I get. I was, that's why I was like I need to ask somebody that knows. It's like well, a little sample, maybe one or two from everything. Yeah, I mean that's that's nice. all it is. Okay, that's awesome. Henry, I like your hair. Thank you, bud. <laughs> Yeah, went with uh, the inverse pumpkin, orange mm-hmm. on the top, green on the side. I know we're gonna get in. We're gonna try and get a picture before the sun goes it's down. Good length. Good length. Um, do you guys have any other questions for Eamon or any other thing? Um, Eamon, Eamon, do you have how, any questions how, for us? How did you get so sexy? Uh, <laughs> um, no, um, I would say uh, from from when we were in high school and you were drawing posters for improv. Yeah. To to now, where has where has that personal style gone from where you're you've you've learned all of these different abilities and how to draw different people and yet i know when i draw a face like it is pretty much how i've drawn a face for a really long time how have you taken your original style just how you've been drawing and how, where does that vein kind of carry through all of your, all of your learned experience? Um, it, it doesn't. I mean, the, the way I like is, um, the, it changes every day the way I see it. Like I, to me, I don't even think I have a style yet. All I'm doing is just like, like this is how I draw hands or this is how I draw eyes because this is how I seen other people do it and I've kind of taken their lessons and made it my own and so really to me all style is is just an amalgamation of what you've learned and then like the stuff that you've figured like oh that works for me I'm going to keep doing that and then the stuff that doesn't work, you you drop that behind. So you're almost like the opposite of an archaeologist, where as opposed to like take like brushing away at things, you're literally building on top of previous skill sets until it, you kind of find exactly what like, makes your drawings yours. Yeah, it because all it is is just um, you're literally just drawing the same thing over and over and over again. Um, I think it was Jack Kirby talked about style somebody asked him and he's just like oh if you like how that guy draws uh heads and you like how that guy draws noses take it yeah like just do it how they do it and just great artist steal yeah i mean it's like just use it as your own and eventually you're going to turn that into something like very unique um and i mean if you look at like the 90s artists from the comic books jim lee and rob liefeld and Todd mcfarland they all drew the exact same yeah. But now, like, if you look at it, like, Jim Lee has gone off, like, and made his own style, and 
Rob Liefeld still doesn't draw feet, and Todd McFarlane still, uh, <laughs> still doesn't draw feet. Still uh, draws spawn, and it's like, yeah. you know, some some people like they just continue moving in one direction. Some people are like, I'm gonna keep at this, and like that's how you improve. That's yeah, really cool. So, that's good. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's important for people to hear. <clears throat> that translates across all art forms, I think, for sure. Music too. It's like, yeah. Uh, Music, photography, anything. Photography, photography. Yeah, anything you're you're passionate about, just yeah. try new stuff. I mean, that's that's how you learn more about yourself. Is just I love it. Yeah, yeah, dabbling in everything. That's good, man. Audrey, do you have any questions? <sighs> Comments. I've just been soaking it up. Paper. I was yeah. going to say, what kind of paper do you like to draw? Do you like? Oh, do you have that's a pen one. and pad. Do you have a certain uh, pad? I use. Like um, what is it like? 150 pound paper. So, so heavy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where the gym stuff comes in. I was just gonna say Honestly. that's where you're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's very like almost cardboard paper. Um, nice. And it's usually usually I draw like on little sheets like six by eight. I'll do little thumbnails and then yeah. digitally blow it up into uh, like eleven by seventeen. So, okay. Yeah. Do you start with pencil at all, or do you just go with pens? I always start with pencil, mm -hmm. um, usually red or blue, and then okay. go in with, uh, with pen on top of that. Yeah. I okay. usually make a copy of the pencil because I'm not confident in my inks. Mm -hmm. So smart. that way it's like, oh, I butchered yeah. this. I can just print out a new one. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's smart. Well, and I love it too on your Instagram. You're like, I fucked that one up. I'm like, I don't see it. <laughs> I'm glad that you do, but I'm like, man, I, would, I wouldn't have caught that. <laughs> I, I, I think on one of them I've been able to see. It's like, oh, yeah, no, that's where he did it. But like, I, my handwriting and drawing looks like a four-year-old tried crack for the first time. So I'm like, oh, that would have happened instantly. If, if you looked at like my work desk, it probably just looks like just a nutcase because there's literally like pieces of paper that's like a half drawing and then just notes on it to say like no wrong and it's like i don't know why i'm writing to myself like being like no yeah. this is garbage but it's like, good yeah like i'll have like circled things like you did this wrong no but that's great because it's the same thing as like taking notes in in a classroom like mm -hmm. writing some of those things down and like physically circling them like relates with your brain so much better than if right. you just been like oh not good and like stop thinking about it yeah and i mean it's it's Kind of the mindset I see a lot is like, for some reason, people think like, if you're going to draw something, you need to get it right on the first try. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not. I mean, like the most recent drawing I did was that Bane drawing I did. So yeah. good. And that yeah. was six attempts at inking it. Really? Um, Looked awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just, out. it was a lot of like trial and error of like yeah. just doing the cross hatching and realizing like, I did that wrong. Yeah. Do it again. That's so. good though. That's good to hear. People need to hear that. Of like, don't have to get it right the first time. Yeah, because a lot of you're, I think going, you're gonna mess up. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah. But. <clears throat> Clint, do you know that band Stick to Your Guns? No. Okay. I know that band. Okay, the guitar player Josh James. You look a lot like him. <laughs> no, I thought you were gonna be like they uh, rewrite a lot of their shakes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was like, my question. Oh, man, nice, nice, sweet. More of a statement, really. Question and statement. Mm -hmm. All right, stick to your guns. You, you look like the. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah. Nice. Um, 
You guys feel good? Feeling I good? Think we feel, yeah, feeling great. Ready to break out? Um, all I know is that Amon's gonna have to come back on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you're yeah. welcome back anytime, man. Please. Yeah, because whenever you want me. Especially Please. when we have like a new movie that came out or yep. or, or anything. Like, I feel like Amon's a yep. good panel member for Please. this stuff. Absolutely. He knows more than I. <laughs> he knows more than I. <laughs> Yes. What are you? Tom Hardy has Bane and I'm Venom. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like at, at one point in the movie, they say, like, oh, you got kicked out of New York. And it's like, oh, good, because you don't fucking sound like a New Yorker. <laughs> you sound like a New Yorker by way of Mars. By way of London. Yeah, by way of London, isn't it? Isn't it? Here's a fun Tom Hardy. Uh, trivia bit yeah he's uh gonna be playing al capone oh. in movie. Okay, yeah and like he that. looks pretty good like yeah. he's heavy makeup and i was reading an interview uh that he did with somebody i think it was like esquire or something or gq crazy interview like halfway through he like saves his childhood friend's mom or something like they're riding motorcycles and like they Holy shit. take a turn and like she had like collapsed or something but right. when they get on track to the interview they're like how'd you like come up with the mindset of Al Capone. He's like, oh, well, I just watched Bugs Bunny cartoons, and he did. Fuck. He did like his Al Capone voice, and apparently, it just sounds like wow. Bugs Bunny. That's awesome. That's so <laughs> rad. And I read that, and I was like, I want to see this movie. Now. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll, I'll go see that movie just because of that. Right. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eamon, do you have anything you want to add? No, I mean, this this was great. I, cool, man. I've been looking forward to this for a while, so awesome. thanks for having me. Absolutely. Please been looking come forward back. to having you on. I mean, we've talked about it on how many fucking episodes. Yeah. <laughs> your, your name has come up more than once. It's like Eamon Winkle. It's a great name, number one. I've, um, I've learned to appreciate it. You should, absolutely. And people listening, go follow him on Instagram. Go buy his fucking artwork because it's rad. And go read more comic books, everybody. Yeah. And also, cheers, guys. Thanks cheers, for, everybody. Thank, thank you for your time, guys. I appreciate you. Cheers, listeners. Cheers. Bye-bye.